The first thing you should know about my friend Mrs. Philholm is that a lot has changed since the last time we checked in. For example, she's no longer my friend Mrs. Philholm. These days we call her Auntie Joe. Remember she was seeing a guy the last time we published an episode? His name was Joe. Turns out it was love and they're married now. The next thing you should know is that Joe isn't the only thread that's been tied up since we last spoke. You might remember that Auntie Joe, then Mrs. Philholm, responded to a casting call for a Colorado homeowners looking to make their bedrooms more sexy. Well, the show got made and it wasn't called Sacred Spaces like she expected. Instead, it became the hit Netflix show called How to Build a Sex Room. Maybe you've heard of it. The first thing you should know about my friend Andrew is that many years ago I put a curse on him. Knowing him to be a fine young man, and believing he would someday continue in his parents' tradition and raise wonderful children of his own, and knowing personally the value of having a good father, I cursed my young friend with five eventual daughters. The next thing you should know about my friend Andrew is that his wife of two years now, happy anniversary Mr. and Mrs. Bridges, was aware early on in their courtship of the curse and our friendship and all of it. And since we last recorded, he and Delaney have added my favorite new player to our roster. Sometimes it seems a curse becomes a blessing. Welcome to Half My Age, a weekly show in which a 25-year-old adult and a 50-year-old child help each other make sense of the world. I'm great. How's our little girl today? She is so good. Today is a special day. We're recording on October 30th, and we carved pumpkins. Oh, you did? Did she like that? I did. <laughs> Do you know she liked it so much she decided that she wanted to take a nap in the oh, middle of did. it? Oh, she did? Did she, like, fall asleep so, in the pumpkin guts? <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish that would have been so cute. It would have been so cute until it wasn't yeah. cute. I'm, the number of times that we wipe that girl down after <laughs> you know immersing herself in uh-huh. food per day it's it's astronomical i suppose we don't need any more excuses for her to be covered in uh, food. i know but did she like did you like the feel of touching the pumpkin guts i don't know if she touched oh, them mm, honestly she just watched uh, i scooped out all the guts and all of them oh i love doing that that's like, my favorite uh, part felt like people didn't didn't want to join in in the guts yeah that's funny that's what that's the best part of pumpkin carving really as far as i'm concerned I, it's kind of embarrassing to say, you know, you get the pumpkin carving kit and it's got two different little jab knives, one big one, one small one. It's got a scoop for the guts. And then it's also got a little like toothpicky pokey mm-hmm. thing. And for some reason, I never put together in my head, granted the last time I carved pumpkins, I might have been 10 <laughs> years old or something. I never realized that with the pokey thing, you could go and you could poke your yes, design out the whole way. Right. I just... I assumed it was for corners only oh, or it was for getting your knife started or right. something. So I've always made really subpar pumpkins <laughs> because I never put together that you could How to use the, the design tools. using the pokey yeah. tool. And this year we made some amazing pumpkins. Maybe I'll make them our show Okay, art. with pokey tools you uh, made intricate designs? 
Very I've never done that. I know so damn well how the tool works, and I have pottery tools that even work better at that, at poking through things like mm-hmm. nice metal tools. But I don't have the patience for it because I believe pumpkins are a very quick process. Like, that is not forever. They're going to get eaten by squirrels anyway. So my favorite jack-o'-lantern design is triangle eye, triangle eye, triangle nose, jaggy mouth, yay. Done. Boom. I don't. That's my usual go-to, and I, I freehand it because I think that a person should be able to do that, and it always comes out so poorly. Do you know what? I, I wonder about, you know, if you know it's going to be eaten by squirrels, and I know you have a squirrel yeah. problem, I wonder if you shouldn't put some jack-o'-lanterns in your backyard. Maybe you can go get some, some cheap ones on two, uh, and then you could lure the squirrels in. And take, and them, take them out with the BB gun. Yeah. I don't have to lure them mm-hmm. in because they are lured in by the tomatoes in the garden and currently the crab apples in the front tree. That's where the squirrels are a menace this year. It's in the front yard. We've mostly kept them at bay in the backyard with those. You've heard them. It's like a dog whistle and a little clicking mm-hmm. noise. We can't hear the dog whistle, so we just drive our young neighbors crazy. They have mostly stayed <laughs> away from the backyard. Squirrel problem a little better this summer. So, hey, that was an exciting way to come back talking about pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. But I realized when I was listening to our last episode of the old days of the podcast that one Mm -hmm. of the reasons we didn't record for a long time is that we had sort of a a vibe going here where we talked vulnerably about our lives. And you kind of had a secret of that you were going to have a baby. And I kind of had a secret that I was getting married and we didn't tell anybody for a long time, whatever. And also, I said on the last show in February of 2021 that I didn't think I was on a non-disclosure about the Netflix show, but I sure was. I was absolutely on an NDA. <laughs> it's a good thing nobody listens to this. Well, I didn't talk about it. No, episode. I just mean that was the right time to stop talking about it because after that, I did sign the binding paperwork and then the process began. And I think that was, I mean, well, yeah, we didn't podcast because we were doing things with our lives. But that was one of them. I think it's so funny. I, I listened to it back, and there were a couple of threads that I remember. One was I was very excited to at the, the prospect of having a 100th episode, getting awfully close, and then potentially doing video for it. There's also a lot of conversation about that show, and I think you specifically mentioned in the show that it seemed good, but you know, it, it could be... It could be something different. At least it wasn't named something like Sex yeah, Dungeon for Show real. or something like we that. We literally said and that. It, it, it came awfully sure close to being named Sex Dungeon did. Show. <laughs> I now, I feel very compelled to say, and so I started doing in my comedy routines. In fact, what I, for, I didn't want to admit it for a while. I kind of ignored the show, but it was very popular for a little while there. I mean, like I got recognized in an Uber in Dallas a couple of weeks ago by my Uber, dri- Uber driver. This morning I announced, Holy I know cow. this morning I announced. Were you wearing the same outfit? I, I don't know how you put that together. Honestly, honestly, that's right. And the truth is kind of, I was kind of wearing a similar look. I had just done comedy. I was, again. I was wearing thigh high boots <laughs> and my black sport and a jacket. And when I got, it took a minute, but once I was with Joe and he said that I had just come from doing comedy and then the Uber driver went, wait, wait. Oh, I knew I recognized you. I know your voice. I know your voice. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. And then she went, that show, and you have the coffee table. And she sure did know. Yes, and it's happened a couple of times. I am too. Oh, I'm shocked by it. I'm shocked by it. Someone, someone would really have to be watching close enough know. to know. Wow. I know. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, you're famous, no. though. I mean, to be fair, you do have a very, you know, you, you've got a personality and you've got your, your vivacious and there's lots of energy. I suppose there's only room in this world for one Auntie Joe. And if you've seen her on TV, you'd recognize her. I guess, you know, it's weird. Listen, I really did try to kind of keep the show under wraps because I felt 
Kind of handled by it in the long run. It was a good thing we weren't recording because last summer my whole house was construction zone. And, you know, the, the room reveal was over a year ago. Over a year later, the show came out. So, I mean, I've been living with this, right? And I just thought, eh, I'm not going to mention it to anybody. They changed the name of the show. Jeez Louise. It was my former students, your classmates, people like that who were reaching out and going, bitch, you're all over TikTok. And the people love you. They think you're... The young people think I'm inspiring, Andrew, empowering. Mm, yay. Mm. I think it was so funny because I was listening back to our last episode, and in my mind, I'm like, little does she know that pretty soon she'll be looking at a shelf of dildos on I TV. <laughs> and my face. My face on television. That was the most painful part of it all. I didn't hate the episode. It was so weird, right? I mean, I was not technically single, at any moment in that process, I had already met Joe. At the, our podcast proved it. I was both giddy about meeting Joe and auditioning for this show. And right before we started recording, which was months into the process, right? Joe said, they're going to write me out of the story. And I, I mean, they knew all about him. They were saying things to me like, send us pictures, you know, of your space, of your boys, of your sexy pilot, blah, blah. How do you want Joe's face to light up when he sees this sex room? And at the time I was like, what do you mean? What is even is a sex room? Whatever. Oh my God. I sure learned a lot. So they wrote him out of the story. Joe was thrilled. And he still says that like, phew, I don't have to be on TV, but it was hard for me. I mean, it's like, this was my life a year ago. They basically said, we're going to play that character that you that you were before. We're going to just pretend it's a year ago and you're still totally single and great. So then even they told the story that they wanted to tell. I get how it works. We all know that reality television isn't reality television. But man, now that I've been through it, watch even a cooking show. And it's like, uh-huh, there's the lines they were fed. There is the story. I mean, I was on camera for 22 hours and I'm probably on the final product for 20 minutes. Yeah, if yeah. that. If that. I was surprised. I didn't quite know what to expect with the format of the show. And of course, when you told me what episodes you were in, I jumped yeah, to that episode and haven't watched any of the other ones, partly because I'm frightened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. But I know. it was... It was, were there two other people or one other person on your episode? I think there was one other couple on my episode. And then I think at the end of mine, because it's the finale, I think they maybe wrapped up and checked in with a couple more couples. I don't know. I haven't watched the whole series either. We did watch several of them. And I didn't know how it was going to be chunked up either. Most of the other couples got an intro episode and then the resolution was in the second episode. Most of the other ones were couples. Yeah, every, right? every, every the only one oh, except for the polyamorous family. But yeah, I was the only single. I was the only single. Yeah. And they definitely left it at the end. Like for if Lisa to Lisa to meet and bring home whoever she desires, that special someone. They have already put out an article where they followed up with us. Where are they now? And they said, oh, Lisa's met a special someone. So, you know, if there's a season two, hey, hey, maybe they'll come back and check. I don't know how to handle because I didn't read the fine print of this stuff. But like I've changed a lot in that room. Because that's the other part mm. of reality TV. Sorry. A lot of it. I can't imagine they'd expect you I to can't live with imagine. That. I mean, they, they couldn't stop you from I, I don't think so. I, right, exactly. Else. And one of the couples, according to this article of Where Are They Now, has sold the house. And, you know, it was just a blurb that said, and the new owners are thrilled by the sexy room, whatever. No, of course not. But that's another thing you learn about reality television. That room was made for television. And a lot of it was beautiful, but not very darn practical. And I don't just mean 
that there was a sex swing hanging in the middle of it. That we take down and we hang a plant when mom comes over. They did a good job of making it convertible for the most part like that. Like even for our, you and Delaney came to our backyard reveal party a month after we had the room. It wasn't overly, you know, we could, we could disguise it. I thought it was funny to me because I didn't know what to Mm -hmm. expect in a sex room and it turns out it's really just a lot of like places for tie downs. Yeah, that's correct. Right? It feels it feels like your your room is the bed of a pickup truck. It's all about hauling yeah, loads and right. stuff. It's, it's all about ratchet, ratchet straps. Ratchet straps. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I know that's weird, right? I, I had no idea that uh, you know hauling heavy things was was so core to the sexual vibe of a room. Okay, it's not, but it's funny that you mentioned that because my one of my segments today is going to be about hauling heavy things. Wonder if maybe it's a good time to segue into some rants and raves. Okay, yeah, those are going to be our segments. We just, I just need to um, the elephant in the room, which might be the dogs barking in the room and the sound of a subwoofer going by, is that I have been freed, liberated of my little recording studio for our podcast now, on the idea that we might put it on video. So the sound quality sure isn't as good. I could just hear a dog barking, and I have a dog now, and so I think he was just eating or drinking on the air, but that's okay. I haven't noticed your dog, and it's certainly not coming through in my headphones, but maybe okay, when things get boosted in post or whatever, maybe it's a pair. Okay, so it doesn't matter, but I just wanted to explain that. And yes, I inspired by a favorite podcast of mine, Las Culturistas with Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, they do a one-minute, I don't think so, honey, about something in culture they cannot stand. And since that's kind of how I walk around, ragey and ravey about things, I suggested we do a one-minute rant about something that's just pissing us off when we record. And then to keep a positive hope for the future, you have a sweet baby now, I love her so much, a rave about something we love. Mm-hmm. So we should go with rants first, do you think? This is our new segment, we're going to try it out. Yeah, I think I think rants first always because uh, it's nice to end, end on, on a, a high note. note. I'm going to put this right here because look how cute he is. This is the golden yeah, lion a very cool I got statue. for my birthday from my sweet new husband. Is that significant, this golden no, lion? Like is him. it a member of the of the crew now? Yeah. Is that like Whiskers? Yeah, he's a member of the crew. I just wanted, I've always wanted a, a lion statue, like a library lion statue. And my shiny new mm-hmm. husband got me this one, which is pretty extra. My shiny new mm-hmm. husband. That's what I call him. <laughs> my shiny new husband got me a shiny golden yep, lion. That's what I call shiny, him. Shiny, shiny, shiny. Okay. So <laughs> I think he should share the frame with us. Look how noble. <laughs> very regal cat. Okay. Here is Andrew Bridges' rant. Something that's really bothering him. I'm going to put Andrew 60 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. My rant this week is about health insurance. How could it not be? I'm right in the middle of switching jobs. I ended my last job and then I had a break and now I'm starting my new job. And one of the big problems in the middle of there is health insurance. What happens if we have a big emergency? But even then, when you're not between jobs, health insurance still sucks. It's like, will it be covered? Is it covered? How many phone calls do I need to make to get it covered? It's just not apparent. And then the doctor's office doesn't talk to the health insurer, and you're paying all this money, and it just fucking blows. I hate health insurance. 30 seconds. The worst thing ever. Oh, I'm I'm cruising along. <laughs> and the the thing that gets me... One of the, the things that makes me the most angry is the doctor sends you a bill, and then they say, we also sent a copy of this bill to the health insurer, and then you get the bill back after the insurer sees it, and suddenly the bill is halved, and it's like, well, why didn't you just send me that bill in the first place, doctor? This seems like a BS kind of system. 
I hate it. It seems like it should be illegal. One health insurance is the worst. Yes. Well done. Good rant. Greed. Yeah, that's the thing that I love is you get the thing with all the scary numbers on it. And then it says somewhere in kind of small type, this is not a bill. Then why are you sending it to me? Why are you sending it to me? And why do they get better pricing than I get? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That, that, that is a whole bunch of crap. And it just, it makes me so angry. And it's like, tween job, you know about Cobra. And I don't know if anybody totally understands yeah. Cobra. But it's like, you can have that insurance coverage you had. It's going to cost you $1,800 oh, I know. I know. a month. But you may not need it. So, you know. And, and it may not cover anything. Some... And you may end up, I mean, luckily when I was kind of under and uninsured for a little while, while there after I quit my job, did Cobra, then pandemic, everything else, right? It was scary. And so then the other crazy thing is then you end up going to places like Walgreens Urgent Care Clinic and paying whatever the hell it costs because you don't really have any help with that coverage. I mean, I also found things. Mm -hmm. I broke a tooth during that time when I had no dental insurance. I also found that, like, I went to dental care for poor people. You know, I mean, it was, I got the special pricing because I didn't have insurance, but I, I know. Yeah, but, but I don't know what kind of secret high sign you need to give someone in order to let them know that they need to give you the real bill up Yeah, right. Front. I know. <laughs> oh, man, I went and had a mammogram, right? Like, And one of the jokes I make is about being newly married at my age. Are you kidding? That's, you know, that's an oxymoron, um, old bride. But also, obviously, I fell head over heels in love with this man's health insurance. Hey. But truth is, right, First thing, one of the first things we both realized I needed to do was, for example, get a mammogram. Well, then I had a bad mammogram. Then I had to go and do this and this and this, eventually a biopsy, for which we paid a lot of money for the privilege of doing a thing that they told me I should. I know all of it. It's so confusing, and I'm lucky, and you're lucky. We're healthy. Yeah, we're, we're healthy, and at this point now, I, I do have good health insurance again, but I'm still in that situation where I've enrolled in benefits. I don't have a card, so then I've got to go to the doctor, and then I make a claim afterwards, and you know nobody talks to anybody, and everybody's pissed at everybody, and it's just a bad system. Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, it's the worst. Absolutely right. And yet, seriously, at this point, I'm just so grateful for health insurance, which is... You're exactly right. Ranting about health insurance is real and horrible. But at this point, I'm just so grateful to have good health insurance again from a nice big company and my sweet, shiny new husband, you know? Honestly, God. Because yeah. like you say, the Cobra, the doing it yourself, small businesses who have to really do it themselves. It's, I, I know, it's untenable. I don't know. I don't want to get into it because that just gets political and crazy. And I certainly do not know an answer, but it sucks. I wonder if it wouldn't benefit our subscriber numbers if we stirred the Stir pot the a little pot. Though. I'm not doing that. I don't want to offend anybody because I don't know the answer. That's the truth. Okay, this talk. Do you hear this talk? The dog. Oh, yeah. Don't don't growl at me. Go eat your food. Don't bother uh, me. Don't growl at me. He just ate another cup of food, and now he's trying to get more, I guess. I'm just hoping he'll ignore me. Okay. I'm going to try to do, do my you rant. You want to tell me what's really, what's really grinding your gears this week? Yeah, and it's similar. It's in, okay. Let me see if he just wants to go outside. I'm so sorry. All he does is sleep all day, and then when I want to do something, he gets whiny. And now that it's cold outside, he likes to just go out and lie in the grass or the concrete slab. And that dog's wearing a fur coat everywhere oh, he goes, huh? Half of it's all over the house all the time. Jesus. Okay. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is my rant, not unrelated. You know what I want to rant about? Menopause. I talked about it in our last episode in February of 2021. Oh, how funny to hear that episode and see that all it takes is 
All it gets is worse. I didn't know that just at the age when I would have to start wearing glasses, I would start fogging them up with my own hot flashes. It is ridiculous. I am sweating like eight or nine times a day in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, like actually uncomfortable, just wilting. I've been timing it and like trying to get through it and suffering through it. Like, okay, this only lasts about three minutes. You can do it. You can last. But then I go and look it up. I do a little Google research. It can last for 10 years. I don't think I can stand it. There's a lot of Google information, Dr. Google from men, from men, which is so funny. And you know what they say? One of the big points of how to, how to live through hot flashes, how to help with hot flashes is dress in layers. No shit. Body is less, less clothing compatible every day. All I want to do is rip my clothes off in public. It's not okay. Nobody wants to see that. Hot flashes, boo. I hate you. So hot flashes, sorry, you said they might last three minutes and you looked it up and they might last 10 mm-hmm. years. Are you saying menopause lasts 10 no years and an individual idea. hot... I, I, I don't have any idea what a hot flash is like. I don't really understand what menopause oh, means. Yeah. As I, I said in February of 2020, mm-hmm. do you want to give me a, a 20... Gosh, I used to be a 25-year-old adult, and these days I'm a 28, yeah, almost 29-year-old crazy. adult with a baby now. I know. Uh, could you tell a me baby girl who's going to go through what? menopause someday herself. It's unbelievable. Nobody knows much about it. It is the waning of hormones in the body, you know, that rush in with adolescence and make you give you your fertile years and bless them I have two perfect children that I raised so hey but then as the hormones wane it it just causes all kinds of havoc on the body and honestly it is stunning to me how people don't know much about it I mean it's like everybody's out there ready to sell you some snake oil you need yam cream you need fish oil you need this you need that you need natural don't do hormones don't do this yam creams (laughs) cabbage pills you know I I think you know before Delaney got pregnant and we had our, our sweet, sweet baby girl. Hormone was just yeah. a word. And now it's now it's yeah. triggering. It's, yeah. a, it's a scary right? thing. No kidding. And it begins with that. So <laughs> it began for me with when I was younger, get, get, puberty. And then, yeah, when I had my babies, that was a whole thing. Oh, my God. It's just stunning. And I didn't, I can't believe it's still happening. When I listened back to our last episode, I went, oh, funny. Because it does, it's not all the time. And I'll go months without having a hot flash. And then they'll come back. And then, you know, friends are... When there, when you occasionally sort of reach lock eyes with another woman who's in it and gets it, everybody has their solution for you. And I'm not kidding; it's not universal. There's a lot of take this hormone, take that hormone, but then the side effects. When you when you lock eyes huh. with another woman who's in the throes of a uh-huh. hot flash, how can you tell? What, what is it? <laughs> it's about not literally a hot flash. Well, <laughs> no, you can sort of see. It's the craziest thing. I can't. I think it comes is there from a lot of hand within. Yeah, there might or just a ripping off of the coat in the middle of Target. You know? Oh no, I was carrying around a fan <laughs> like for months, like a like an like a fan and doing comedy. Like I'm going to bring back the fan dance and the flirting with a fan. Like I'm in a Shakespeare play. It's not Shakespeare. It's not the right era. Yet, Something like yeah, like uh-huh, with the uh-huh, fans. Flirty. <laughs> yes, that's part of it. And just when you sort of another woman will just say, "Oh wow, I'm not sleeping because of this or whatever," and everybody has their suggestions and hormones this and hormones that, but then there's side effects. And one of the side effects is, of course, that I've heard from other friends of mine is unwanted hair growth in places you don't want. Come on. I've already been telling chin hair jokes. I can't do more of the same. Oh, God. More more hair <laughs> in more unwanted places could be really good for your, for your act. <laughs> you mean like if I became a circus freak show? No, I mean like right now you've got the, the chin hair niche. Yeah. 
and if you expanded it, you know, maybe you could get the. Oh hair God! Niche. Okay, oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> anyway, I just brought it up because it is so real. I am writing jokes about it. I actually have seen my doctor, so there again. I guess at least thank you health insurance because I had some place I could go that was at least covered for a place to start. And I have started taking a little bit of medication, which seems like it has helped so far. But now I am wondering if it's given me a little crack brain at night because sleeping has been fleeting. So we'll see. It's just fun. It's a fun fucking balance. I can't I can't stand it. And not every woman goes through it and everyone goes through it differently. It oh. It is stunning to me that we don't know more about it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's surprising. Yep. I think uh, the, you know, like the depths of the ocean and uh, and just mental health mm-hmm. in general, it's it's surprising how little we know about these mm-hmm. things. It seems like we've been around for so long, sciencing for so long. It's it's crazy to me that we don't know And in more. both cases, I feel like there is a giant squid somewhere down there in the darkness. <laughs> So now that I'm, I'm a little concerned about the future of rants and raves because we've already knocked out health insurance. And Those menopause. are big ones. There's so many so, smaller ones that I want to do. Do you remember last week? I'm not okay. going to do it now, but I did it last week when we were doing a practice recording, and I think I'll just do it again. Which, I mean, I did really small things. Uh, I won't, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. ruin it because I'm going to. I might bring them back because those were both good ones. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do my rave now. Okay, ready? Okay, let me put yeah, let me, me put a minute rave. on the clock. This is where we talk about something positive that we love. I would like to rave to you about salvaged brick yard. I went to a brickyard full of salvaged brick pulled down from old buildings, piles and piles of bricks, roads that you could drive through these piles of bricks. I got to handpick with the man named Jose, who didn't speak any English apparently. He helped me handpick my bricks. He put them on a forklift. He dropped them in my vehicle, helped me stack them up. I got to bring home my very own reclaimed bricks with which I built a brick path. Don't love the idea of building my own brick path, but Dude, going to a salvage yard, come on. I have a feeling there's probably other stuff there. I was kind of in a hurry, but it was amazing. It exists. You can you can match a brick. Like, you can go in and go, this is a brick I want to match from my 1950s house in Denver. And evidently, Jose can help you find the brick. There were some concrete lions there. I don't think they were for sale. But I think there's other decorative stoneware pieces and maybe masonry. Highly recommend just for a field trip. And if you really think about it, there's something you're going to want to build. Out of bricks, rave over. One minute. No, I like that mm-hmm. a lot. That's that's amazing. And I wonder, uh, salvaged brick versus new brick. Which one's more expensive? Oh, the salvaged brick is cheaper by a lot. Oh, yeah, it is. It sure okay. is. Because to, to me, salvaged brick sounds I know. exciting, and it's very. In, I know, right? It's it's very Chip and Joanna Gaines and a repurpose this this nine uh, twenties. Uh, but it our our uh, let's see Delaney's sister and her boyfriend they just built some uh, stuff out of salvage brick it looks amazing i think it uh, adds it a lot does of it's so warm it's and nice yummy thing. and i had all those reclaimed bricks from when it's i yummy. built the spiral walking meditation pathway in my backyard during pandemic which readers may remember or not and that was all reclaimed brick from my neighbor donna who by the way has an amazing cameo in the sex room show right donna comes off looking great but anyway that so i have all of that brick and so then i just needed to fill in for the area that i needed to cover and i think it looks so warm it really does and the the non-sameness of it all i'm tired uh, it looks mm-hmm. really cool I, it pleases me so much but th- those bricks were 60 cents a piece and they might have ripped me off they might have supposed to have been 50 cents a piece but i don't think so and you can pretty much pretty if you, you were to estimate what's a new brick over cost. a dollar 
over a dollar. Wow. For sure. That's yeah. expensive. No, because we were looking it up and that was a big, we, oh my God, because what we did and we've done so much home improvement. We'll talk about that at some point. Now that my sweet new husband, Joe, has sold his place and moved into the tiny, new, shiny, mm-hmm, husband. tiny new husband, now that he's sold his place and moved into the dollhouse um, at the beginning of this year. And so we have worked to make it um, much more comfortable for two people. And it's just great. We, we thought we were going to sell for sure. And Maybe move down near you guys, honestly. Why wouldn't we come and have a cool big house like yours and be near baby? But um, the housing market got insane there. And so we're going to stay here for a while. So we've done a lot of cool improvements. One of the things we were wondering last year was if uh, Netflix was going to build me a hot tub because they kind of mentioned it. They certainly did not. They gave me a fountain Mm -hmm. as a water feature, which is supposed to represent anal beads. So that's fantastic. It's funny in the in the last episode where you were paraphrasing an email from mm-hmm. the producer or someone, and and they had said we maybe give you a hot mm-hmm. tub or, or so they, it, it was it was very cagey and they certainly didn't commit to giving you mm-hmm. a hot tub, but it was extremely suggestive yep. and it sounded like you totally. Were a and hot then tub. they kept we kept hearing them talk about the water <laughs> feature. So when it was a fountain, we were kind of disappointed. But anyway, so yeah, what they did is they they knocked down the old. Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown. Uh-huh. They they <laughs> they knocked down the west portico. They built us the sex room, which has an outdoor space, which now we have a hot tub in. So hooray, Joe and I have an amazing hot tub now but we missed our screened in porch because the thing that they really didn't replicate for me was the feeling of that west portico which we enjoyed many hours all of us everybody whoever came over here it wasn't nice but it was a screened in porch and i used it a lot and i miss it so we are now building our own so we had a concrete slab poured and then i built a brick path and joe and i also put in a zero escape garden with our own hands this summer and we oh god we knocked a murphy door in between the bedroom and the escape room which is what we're now calling the sex hey, room you, you've had no shortage of no DIY we can't stop it's, it's it's insane but anyway on the upside sometimes you get to go to a salvage yard so we were yeah we were we were cost we were cost comparing all of the things we might do out there including ourselves building a wood deck ourselves laying a paver deck it didn't hurt that we saw your back patio in the middle of it being done we didn't see the actual work being done but you could tell the expert work that goes into doing a real brick patio oh my goodness so many so many hours of labor by so many people Uh, i am extremely glad i thought i could do that that patio myself i'm glad i did yep exactly and so we were because we've done a few of those things where we've done it ourselves and then went nope would have been so worth it to pay what we thought was an outrageous price for that job. And we go, oh God, that was so worth it. We're so dumb. So we sat and discerned all of this (laughs) and decided to have, and we found a wonderful guy in the neighborhood. You know, we paid him cash and he came and poured us a concrete slab. So great. I built a very small brick path right next to it. And we knew, and again, with the salvage brick, that's another thing I like about it. There's more room to make it look not perfect you know the bricks aren't even all quite the same size so it looks a little hinky that's on purpose it's charming your brick patio is perfect and is never going to move and it's amazing and that was done by expert craftspeople better not yeah right it's done by expert (laughs) craftspeople which we're not but it is kind of fun to do some of this along the way you know and it's fun to be able to have a partner with whom i work really well for the most part we work really really well together and that is surprising it, it to me. It seems like you, as, as much as you have complained about DIY, it seems like something that the two of you genuinely enjoy, full stop, but also genuinely enjoy doing 
Yeah, we really do. I think it's so great. I mean, and it's so great. We both, yeah, it's really fun. And we've done, we've had a lot of fun. So the house, I mean, right now you're looking at the bright orange walls that I did in our little dining room nook. So there've been little things like that that are funky and cool, but then there've been other things that are just really utilitarian. Like we have a walk-in closet. Now we made our little second bedroom that was always unresolved the whole time I lived here. What the hell is that room? Now it's a proper walk-in closet and we've got storage solutions and all of that. But we've also got sweet decorative touches and... Yeah, we do like it together. It's fun. Make it our home, you know? And Joe loves it here. He, it's funny because, you know, Joe has a fancy job and he flies with other pilots who say, hey, you know, you fly for a major commercial airline. You don't have to live on East Colfax, man. <laughs> he, has, he has other pilots who pray for him like that to get him out of East Colfax. But he likes it. Yeah. 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 I saw a, uh, a tweet the other day. And it was like waking up every morning at 4 a.m., putting my handgun out the window and shooting six shots in the air just to keep the rent low. Mm. You don't even need Mm-mm. to do that. You don't need to wake up early and put your handgun in the air and fire off six shots because you've already got that naturally mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. in. That's just one of the one of the many We features. hear shots quite uh, a lot. That is true. Joe actually saw a, a, he, a live shooting. He was at a liquor store. Wow. Yeah, like a half a mile away maybe. And he was like getting out of the car and he heard shots, 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 kind of ducked behind the car and then saw three guys like walking very quickly. And then he saw them physically saw them turn around and go bam, 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 and then run in the other direction. And of course he went into the liquor store and said, whoa, I guess that's the dog wanting to come in now. Uh, He went to the liquor store and said, whoa, you know, shots fired. And the person working in the liquor store said, eh, it was just fireworks, which is what we always tell ourselves in this neighborhood. And Joe said, no, I saw this one. This was real. <laughs> Crazy. So, sometimes it's better to just live in... Uh, I mean, yeah. Gunshots are gunshots. I think that's our title today. Gunshots are gunshots. Right. Okay, Andrew, no. your rave. Tell me about something you're excited about. Your time starts now. I'm excited to tell you today that the best thing ever, I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's, uh, you can call it two different things. You can call it uh, vacation, but you could also call it not working. <laughs> I am a big proponent of not working, and if you have the means, I highly <laughs> okay. recommend it. It is so great. Between jobs, so I quit one job. I started the other one, uh, but I tried to put some, some time in between the two so that I had some time off because I'm not particularly good about taking vacation. In fact, I don't know a lot of people that I work with who are, and so just waking up when you want to kind of like your life it seems it seems like you know just doing what you want waking up when you want going to the zoo if you feel like it in the middle of a weekday when no one else is there vacation is literally the best <laughs> you get five extra days each week to do whatever you want with shorter lines nobody to bother you big fan and if you want to wake up and you want to have a mimosa or a beer it you know Five in the morning, not five in the morning, because I'm not actually awake at five in the morning. Delaney is, but I am not. But if you want to have a beer at nine in the morning, who cares? You're on vacation. That's what vacation is. Yeah, right. And you did your minute. Well done. Yeah, no kidding. It is. Yeah, well, when Joe works, he works. When he's gone, he's gone. And then when he's off, he's off. And somebody mentioned that It's a very good quality, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that his job is Mm -hmm. like that, where he can 100% leave work at work, in that if he is... At home, he doesn't have a plane to fly. I flew with him this past week for my birthday, and his first officer has a baby. And, of course, we were comparing your baby 
who is, there's a picture of her on my How, how did my baby phone. compare? She's the best one, always. She's the best baby ever there was. Good. Good. Uh-huh. Every other baby is kind of a thug baby, really. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he had a baby, and I was just saying, oh, I can't imagine, because I also think sometimes, like on, on Father's Day of this year, I don't care, Joe's not the father to my children, but his dog was very sad. Joe got rerouted, and that sometimes can happen. It can always happen. When he's flying, they can nab him for another day, and when they own you, they own you. And I, uh, I posted a thing on the Wives Facebook page, believe it or not, I'm part of that, just saying, I can't believe, I can't imagine how hard it would be to be raising children and have, like when your pilot gets nabbed to work, he's gone. And he's really gone. I mean, yesterday he didn't have Wi-Fi all day long. His jet didn't have working Wi-Fi, so he can't do anything. He can't make appointments for himself, you know. And sometimes he has very short turnaround time on a on a on an overnight, so he doesn't have, I mean, all he can do is sleep, unwind, go to sleep, get up, get ready, go to work, you know. And I was saying, gosh, how hard that must be to work around when you have a family schedule. But this young pilot with the young baby, he said, yeah, but also, and he said exactly that. He goes, when I'm home, I'm home. I don't have stress. I can't worry about, there's nothing I can do when I'm home. I don't have an idiot boss to worry about. You know, I'm not bringing the, you bring the stress from the job home because obviously there's a lot about that job that is high stress and important. And I've seen Joe go through training both years, you know, and there's a, there's a lot, obviously. It's a big, important job and a lot can go wrong. There's a lot of boredom. There's a lot of, pressure I guess but yeah when he's gone he's gone which is a total bummer and I miss him so much but when he's home he's home and so it it can feel to us a lot of times like vacation and then I mean what we do is we work at we work our schedules around my shows which are also at night so we we do have we do have a weird sleep schedule like you said Um, but yeah vacation is awesome you have a weird sleep schedule but one thing that was lost on the cutting room floor from last week is it seems like uh, since you met Joe and you got married, you guys have been doing, you know, exactly what you want to do. You've been perfecting the BLT. Mm-hmm. You've been rebuilding the West mm-hmm. Portico. You've been doing all of these things that it just, it seems like you are no longer caught up in whatever kind of, uh, you know, rat race, mental BS Whatever you guys are just having a good time, and I admire we're having that. a great I'm time. Extremely jealous. I, of well, you. now I'm jealous of myself. I say that a lot. We are. We're in our third chapter, and who knew this was going to happen, right? But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I feel, yeah. There's a lot of peace in knowing that we've both been through stuff. You know, life has been hard. It always is, but also life is great. It always is. But yeah, here in our third chapter, we. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. Truly, our parents are aging. The ones who are still alive and. Our own health. I mean, there's so much, but, and the, and there's our complicated past to live with, but there's also this compulsion to enjoy what we've got, you know, really. Like, we both, I think, are so, so grateful every day for that, and to have found someone who I just get along with so well, and we want to be with each other, and we want to work well together, and we want life to be good and sweet for us and for everybody we love, and as much as we can do that, hey, just do it. Yeah, lucky us, for sure. But back to the idea of vacation, vacation. Also, Joe appreciates that. Last year, we went to the beach in January, and we're going to try to do it every year. Joe said, you know, I never really understood this, but boy, to kick off your year just with a few days of like, we called it our honeymoon, and he goes, I didn't really understand why people went on honeymoons, and neither of us had been on a honeymoon before, you know? And it was like, just 
a few days to just seriously relax, do whatever the hell we want, get up whenever. And yeah, if you tell people you're newlyweds, I think especially at our age, it seems funny or maybe pathetic to them. So people are giving you glasses of champagne everywhere you go, you know, and celebrating like hooray. And so, yeah, just to be able to relax and yeah, go to the zoo, whatever you want. Oh, you should, you said it. And in your general industry, this is true. People don't take it enough. You need to force that into your, and you can. No, we, we have this concept of unlimited vacation, yeah. which is a scam created by companies who learned that if you call mm-hmm. it unlimited vacation, you don't have to pay it out when someone mm-hmm. leaves. But the reality is, and I, you know, there are some studies somewhere, and I don't care enough to look at them, that say that people take less vacation when vacation is mm-hmm. unlimited. And it's true. Yeah, and you should really force yourselves. I mean, really, we are going to try to as much and as long as we can to say, in the month of January, we will take a beach vacation. And maybe we won't get to every year, but that's the goal, and we fully intend to, and and we're looking at where to go this year and all of that. You should put it on your calendar. Everybody should, as much as you can, and and, and as long as you have the means to just even take a week to truly do nothing and tell your job, I'm, I'm gone. I think of the crazy times that, I would be on vacation and still freaking working. No, not okay. Not okay. Mm-hmm. I did it for yeah. too long. I did it even as a teacher. No, that's stupid. Probably especially as in some ways. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was, that was ill-conceived. That was, that was my fault for not being able to let it go, but you can get locked into that trap as well. And your family would really appreciate a daddy who goes once a week, once a year or whatever it becomes, we are going to actually take a vacation. And our kids' vacations were a lot of, baseball tournament you know I mean really for seven years I think that was our family Mm -hmm. vacation every year and I regret it and we should have put our foot down and said no we will do something else every year a couple of those years we did something like no baseball we are going on a even a family camping trip through southern Colorado you know and those were good those were good trips you you have but you have to be I think you have to be really purposeful mindful about it or it will just slip out of your fingers militant (laughs) there you go yeah militant about not probably yeah yeah, but I'm glad you appreciate the value of it, and I'm glad that you had nice days at the zoo with your baby. Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of I'm your baby. I... She's, she's great. great. She's great until she's not great. Uh, Still great. I, I, I picture when we left the other day and you were watching her and her screaming at the top of her lungs, crawling yep. down the hallway. That's, that's a very funny thing, <laughs> but not at the nope. moment. Not not when you're in it. No, she's going through some separation anxiety. And you told me bedtime is getting hard now. Bedtime is hard. Her sleep schedule is kind of, uh, yeah. I guess. But but not because we don't have a routine. Not because, you know, we're out uh, in the middle of the city at, at the, the wrong time or anything. She just, it seems like, uh, has a hard time doing the same thing many nights in a row. Interesting. <laughs> huh. But she's, you know, you know the saying that you never step in the same river yes, twice. Yes, I do. I'm constantly reminding myself that the the Sadie we knew a week ago has done so much growing and so much changing in the last oh, yeah. week. Isn't that wild? Right? Yeah. yeah a, a week represents, you know, more than ten percent of her life at this oh, point. Oh yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's getting more aware, conscious. Like you, you told me last week when I saw her that she was. That's not doing... true. That's bad math. I'm sorry to our listeners who are doing the math on representing <coughs> more than say 10% of Sadie's yeah, life. True. That would be she was 10 <laughs> weeks old. A mm-hmm. month is 10% of her life-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the And moment. she changes a lot in a month. She was playing tug of war, you said, and like being aware of it and understanding oh cause and goodness. effect. Yeah. 
we're well, all those little games like monkey see monkey do <laughs> so much fun and once once like you see it in her eyes when she picks up what's going on that i'm copying yep, her yep yep she thinks it's funniest. the funniest I know, thing she in the did world. It. And I consequently, know. that is the best thing in the world to me. When she starts giggling and playing along and she gets it, it's the best. She, last week, she was after. Yes, we did have I Watched Her While You Went Out to Dinner with Your Lovely Bride. And she did throw a fit for a, lo- a little while. But then I kept just telling her she was doing really important work. And she was doing a really good job of knowing that mom will come back soon. And then finally, she calmed down and we had a wonderful time. But one of the things that she did, monkey see, monkey I coughed. A little, and she mimicked me, and then I mimicked her back, and then she knew we were doing that game. And she has, it's so funny, right? 10 months old, she has a whole face that she gets for coughing, right? Like she looks concerned. Mm-hmm. She knows what, it's so cute. And I love how she waves <laughs> hi to everything and everybody. And I love how she loves my pink glasses, just as you predicted. They're here to ensnare babies. They're here for the babies. She loves them. I think. That we have brought a lot of ruckus. I think so too. I, I think that I I actually really enjoy this new format. I think that if we come in and we do our cold open and a rant and a rave and a little conversation about the rants and the raves and the cold opens, I think that makes for a nice tidy show. What do you I think? I think it's good. Yeah, tidy enough. It's yeah. great. Great to All see right, you well, again. Well, great to be back on the air. And uh, yeah. There you have it. We brought the ruckus and uh, we'll be back. I'm sure all of the listeners at home are just clamoring for this. 